0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to Haley & Co., your new favorite college football podcast hosted live here on Twitch. I am Tyler Co.
1: I'm Haley Graves.
0: And we are part of the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V. You can find our show there as well as audio versions of almost every single uh, platform possible or watch the recorded version of the show on YouTube at the Haley and Co. Show or the VOD, which gets released right after we do our show live on Twitch.
1: Yup. Because everyone just wants to watch me freeze all the time. <laughs> um, we might have gotten it solved. We'll see. I have fingers crossed, everyone. Um, but also be sure to be following us here on Twitch, but also on Instagram at Haley and Co. Because we actually do have content we're creating. Guys, we told you this is a slow rollout. We're, we're a very slow burn here to start the season, but we do have content coming. So make sure you're following us so you can ca- capture that whenever it gets there. Uh, but this show is also brought to you by betonline.ag and play action pools which we will tell you about much later in the show
0: yes that's uh, my speech there you go and also i I do want to show folks this my chalkboard because i always have the chalkboard I have an old miss meter up here, Haley. Do you see this? You see that right oh, there? Oh, I do. <laughs> that's
1: that's actually kind of fun. You did that because that's Maber Marber teasing one of my hots for later's oh. who's hot and who's not segment.
0: Well, I bet you, uh, I bet you that all of our our followers and our and people watching and listening they're gonna they're dying to find out what that old miss meter is. Uh, All about just as much as they are dying to bet on betonline.ag, which is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including this season. Uh, It's the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest. That is the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at betonline.ag. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener, uh, which my gosh, that's coming up in like two days, Haley. Between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to twenty five new dollar or twenty five dollars for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL one hundred. That is NFL one hundred. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You will lose that wager if you bet on the Cowboys, so don't do that. And that's what a mouthful every time,
1: (laughs) every impressive, every week.
0: Um, All right, guys. So on tonight's show, uh, as always, Haley, what do we say? We have so much to talk about, right? We just have so much to talk about. Always
1: drama. The drama queens. This is gossip hour with. Haley and Co. That's we, what this really that's is what we
0: need to rename that. That's what we show. I've never seen Gossip Girl. I don't know if you oh, you're Oh,
1: you missing out. I even have watched the revamped version on HBO Max.
0: Oh my God. I don't even know what Gossip Girl is about. I know it's like a mother and her daughter and they date the same people.
1: No, actually, no, I don't know what, what gossip kind of gossip. I don't know what kind of Gossip Girl you're watching, but that is incorrect.
0: There's weird stuff on Netflix. I don't know. I fall into rabbit holes. But anyways, it also is gossip, and on tonight's show, we're going to be breaking down this coming weekend, uh, week yep. number two in college football. We're going to be telling you about who we have on Upset Alert. We have a new segment that I know you're dying to hear about, Haley, called Tyler's Beefy Boys. It's happening. It's happening. I'm sorry, and we can't wait to reveal it. Another edition of who is hot, who is not. Uh, but today, Haley, we're going to start off with the Big Three, which are the three biggest games this weekend. And i got to say, I, I need to know if you agree with me, Right out of the gate, week one set the bar high for this season. It was spectacular. I did not – know the moments, everything, the highs and lows. It was insane.
1: So it did and it didn't for me. Honestly, I think that the LSU-UCLA game, which we'll get to in a second, and then the Notre Dame-Florida State game kind of saved the weekend for me because I was – it was in, well into saturday evening probably about half time of clemson georgia which for me was a snooze fest um i about halfway through i was just kind of like damn nothing unpredictable happened today no there wasn't any like a ton of just like shakeups that i was like oh shit like there's definitely some you know on the horizon but there was nothing that really shook me at my core And I feel like week one usually has a couple of those. But for the most part, everyone just kind of seemed to take care of business. And until those last two games and even really you can even give a credit to Ole Miss making last night's game entertaining. So those last three really kind of did it for me.
0: Well, let's start right there because that's where I want to start, too. Sunday night, if anybody missed this, you missed out on already the game of the season, uh, Notre Dame versus Florida State. We talked about this, Hayley, and we'll get to this, that our upset alert board, we almost went a full three for three. We got LSU. You called that one. I called UNC. We both like Notre Dame to fall, and oh my gosh, it was so close.
1: Notre, my- Dame, Notre Dame, that is an L for Notre Dame.
0: It, it, like, they they lost that they should have lost that game with the way they let Florida State go back in because that game Haley was was nuts to begin with you know one of the questions I had coming in and I still I still don't really know the answer and I'm sure people are gonna be like Tyler you're just trying to like save your own ass but Jack Cohen coming into that Notre Dame offense right. how is he gonna do and he was spectacular I don't know if that's a testament to how good he can be or how bad Florida State's defense was because my biggest takeaway from this game Haley despite the fact that Mike Norvell who had a disastrous season last year, tried to tank this game multiple times. Somehow they stayed in it till the end.
1: I mean, we know why they stayed in it until the end. It's kid called Mackenzie Milton.
0: I'm gonna get emotional. I got I'm not gonna lie, I got emotional, Haley, and I'm t- when I say emotional, like I got a little teary. Uh, because that was that so, to, to kind of set this up for people that didn't watch this game, uh, it was kind of back and forth in the beginning. Florida State, you saw from a talent side they're back they're there to having that talent there right jordan travis though was all over the map um yeah they had huge plays though here and there and you're scratching your head at halftime you're like how are they still in this game notre yeah. dame starts to kind of run away with it and then the weirdest thing happens jordan travis loses his the helmet. weirdest he loses his helmet so he has to come out for a play because that's a rule right yeah and then Mackenzie milton who we've all talked about the most gruesome injury suffered in college football history for a quarterback where doctors said it was impossible, he's going to come back. This was worse than Alex Smith. This was worse than Joe Theismann. Um, yeah. To have him come back on the field was just amazing. First play, drops like a twenty-yard bomb, and then we keep going, and then we keep going, and then we go to the red zone and we score. And it was like this Disney it was, moment. It was, it was insane. four
1: for four. He was four for four and a touchdown on his first drive.
0: And so we're sitting there, and I'm texting you. I'm like, you're like, how did he get back into the game? I'm like, because Jordan Travis lost his helmet. Like nothing else happened. And he would have never I mean, got on the field.
1: It was kind of sh- like, I don't know. It was it was still strange the way it happened. Because typically, like, McKinsey Milton hadn't taken a snap in the entire game, much less truly been warming up. And then he just got thrusted into this one. And then the head coach and the coaching staff just kind of decides to be like, let's see where this goes. Like, it was just, it was a little strange for me watching it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? But... I was happy that it was because we got to experience that magic. And you know, the one thing that that you kind of even left out Tyler because people are like, okay, cool. Like it was this kid, he had an injury, whatever. But like, no, he was doing incredible things at UCF before this injury. Like, He was one of the top QBs in, if not the country, and he was a reason for a lot of the success we saw out of UCF a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes this even more special, is to see a kid of that talent be able to step not only back on the football field, but compete at the level he did.
0: It was spectacular. It was like he hadn't missed a day. Just just water off his back like nothing. It was so freaking cool. Leads him back. Leads him back down the field again, because we're just rolling with the hot hand, right? And then we he gets them to overtime. And then yes. in overtime, Mike Norvell, ices his own kicker after a 50-yard kick. We move, Haley, <laughs> we move it up, and then we miss the next one. So it was the combination then of that, because it's Bobby Bowden, who passed away this year, tribute game right. to him. Would it be a Bobby Bowden game if there wasn't a wide left or wide right field goal? It was just everything in one game. It was magical. I loved it.
1: I would have loved it a lot more had Florida State won. I I mean, mean, but let's be honest, Tallahassee would have burned down.
0: It was insane. Uh, You know, somebody wasn't terribly happy after the game, and I actually have something for us, Haley, because this was just spectacular. So on top of all that, that is a lot to digest for a game. It was insane. We had this moment too after the end of the game. This
1: game had it all. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's is impressive comeback?
0: Yeah.
1: It is not, uh,
0: but you know, it. I'm I'm in favor of so uh, execution. Why is it not? Maybe played? maybe our entire team needs to be yeah, executed right. after now tonight. I'm gonna look at the properties on my thing. Son of a. Anyways. D- anyways, what happened? Yeah,
1: <laughs> justify. Just just let them know what happened.
0: Brian Kelly tries to recreate an old joke. Uh, from a former coach when they were asking him about, what did you think about uh, your team's execution today? And he said, I'm in favor of it. So Brian Kelly is trying to reenact that. And basically just said, I think we need to execute my whole team. It was a terrible joke. But Twitter had this faux outrage about it. And it was kind of like, shut the fuck up. Like, you got that he was trying to do a joke. It was terrible. But it was icing on the cake for me. I loved it.
1: It was a very strange moment to try and joke about that um you know like maybe that's something you can get away with in a press conference where then like you know you have tons of reporters that can give you that like ha, 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 laugh <laughs> yeah. and like people can gather that you were joking but like in the moment it was just like whoa
0: too much uh, it's like okay i get what you're saying but man i <laughs> yeah. uh, should have reeled that one back in uh super yeah. he missed weird. the assignment on that one he did um especially coming from a catholic school and god and jesus and smiting and all that anyways uh that was great good job brian kelly i have no idea if he did murder any of his players i assume he did not um they actually played pretty decent uh defense needs to pick it up though for the Irish right. show i don't know if they're a top 10 team But, Haley, moving on to our next game, which, by the way, the stream can't hear the audio for whatever reason. You and I can't, so it's good. So they got to hear what Brian Kelly got to say. Okay, Uh, cool. But moving on to that next game that we were both excited to watch, LSU traveling to UCLA at the Rose Bowl. We did not know what to make of the Tigers, and this game was also spectacular.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I called it, but I called it. Um, UCLA just UCLA just looked really, really sharp in that week. One opener DKR looks strong. I mentioned a kid named Zach Charbonnet running back transfer out of Michigan. He balled out against this LSU team. And you know, it's starting to just seem more and more how truly special. Wow. Can't talk how truly special Joe burrow was because coach. O didn't make Joe burrow. Joe Burrow made Joe Burrow. He was the star of the equation and Coach O kind of just got some of that praise and glory and we're seeing this LSU program and team be a little exposed.
0: They were. I thought the coaching was was atrocious that game. And you know, I think it wasn't it was not Coach O, but I do think it was it was Joe Burrow and I also think it was Joe Brady being I was there that up as well. And coming in. Um I have no idea what to make of the Tigers. I also have another gift. We're not gonna be able to hear, but I do want everybody else to to kind of set this one up. Um, I mean we know what well, it said. But we gotta play this. Hey, hey, ass on. ass on, you little sissy shirt. That was the best clip. I mean, week one, Haley. Come on. We have players getting executed. We have sissy blue shirt and the UCLA social media, Haley. I know you saw it was all over this they had to take that down because they said peep the header and they actually put up that sissy blue shirt in their twitter header this was spectacular
1: oh i love it they had to take it down that's disappointing. It down. that was I know, that was for I sure know. someone high up at the university was like hey we can't do this here's a little slap on the hand yes, you can do it. yes I, you can keep it no i have been on social media teams after social media teams one of the things i was the most proud of with the xfl which like the xfl we got to be a little savage with our social media and we created a video that was hilarious it got a hundred thousand views in an hour but we kind of went after a player and apparently that's you can't do that
0: okay i can i can understand that a little bit but going after coach O that was hilarious and came back to bite him. um ucla was all over uh, all over the place in this game and i mean that from an offensive standpoint watching this game was so reminiscent of seeing chip kelly in his prime back at Oregon running the football in really original ways, utilizing his quarterback. Chip Kelly's
1: third or fourth year at UCLA? It is, it's
0: fourth, so kind of like everything kind of like coming in. Uh, right. uh, he had a lot of transfers that he's been able to uh, meld into that team. They were explosive. It was so much fun to watch. So we look at this UCLA team, a team that, you know, some people might have been high on in the Pac-12, could make some noise. They are looking right. like the hottest team in the Pac-12 right now.
1: So I mean, I could this agree. be Chip Kelly's year? They, I mean, he finally, you know, that fourth year is that year that you kind of circle for coaches because there's no more excuses. You have your years, your talent of kids in there now playing for you, playing in your system. I mean, they had a 100-yard receiver, a 100-yard rusher, and then DTR played well. You know, yes, he had an interception, but he was able to still have those mistakes given the fact you had someone like Zach Charbonnet running the ball i mean 11 carries for 117 yards that's freaking wide receiver statistics right there
0: and they couldn't even tackle him you know i right i, I almost had a I, I don't want to eat crow i just want to be like son what are you doing i saw Derek stingley jr not be able to tackle him and just give up on a play i think lsu is a mess you can kind of see it on defense that some of those guys just are not working well together offensively right. they have no identity and i think it goes back to your point we talked about this at the beginning of this year Coach O had to put up or shut up, and this is so on brand for LSU. Haley, is that right. they'll explode one year, right? To have this magical year, they they did it back in '11 with that defense with Honey Badger, and then yeah. they they disappear. They go back into the gallows again.
1: Yeah, it's like everyone's kind of always waiting for LSU to show up and be a powerhouse, and it's they, kind they of even never do it. Right, it's kind of funny that they're still known for being a powerhouse i always remember kind of chuckling to myself because i want to say fox sports's um promo for this game was like ucla takes on powerhouse lsu in pasadena and i was like is lsu a powerhouse is
0: it they're an anomaly they're very strange yeah. we'll pop up every once in a like every 10 years or so we're gonna pop up and have an amazing team but then we will just fade away Um, I mean,
1: maybe they're a team that just kind of plays to the level of their competition a little bit, and they didn't expect UCLA to come out with the juice that they did.
0: Well, I want to transition right there to our last game of the week in Clemson and Georgia. When you talk about playing to the level of your competition, um, this game was a slugfest. Some people enjoyed it. If you're somebody who enjoys a pitcher's duel, maybe this was a game. You said it kind of bored you. But obviously, this game, number three, Clemson, number five, Georgia, had massive playoff implications. I'm not ready to declare either one of these teams playoff bound or their playoff hopes dead, and it's hard to make of this game where the defense is that good, which, yes, they are, but were the offenses equally as bad? Is Clemson's offense that bad, or was it just terrible play calling?
1: Um, I think it's a combination. I wouldn't say that Clemson's – it's not an overreaction to say that Clemson – I no, it is an overreaction to say that Clemson's offense is bad. Because with the talent that they have with DJU, what we saw him do a year ago, there's no way, nothing in me is going to say that their offense is bad. Where I think that they were hurting is, as you mentioned, play calling. But then in addition to that, losing out on Travis Etienne is killing them. They did not have really anything in the backfield that excited me. So that means that it's just going to be a lot more pressure on DJU and in this specific situation, George's defensive line just bullied Clemson's. I mean, seven sacks on the night is ridiculous, especially for a kid that's making technically his, you know, second start, but first true start that's going to mean something and lead to something. And yeah, I just, I was, I was appalled by what I saw, but I'm not overreacting Um, When it comes to Clemson's offense George's offense on the other hand I think it's a little bit of a problem When you still only put up three points Yes you get your win But then your quarterback Says things like We just beat Clemson so I'm happy No you should not be happy With that performance JT Daniels You should not be satisfied at all
0: and I think that's going to be the problem for Georgia fans. Cause I, cause I agree with you on both fronts. I do not think Clemson's offense is that bad. I was shocked that Tony Elliott basically made zero second half adjustments. We talked about, didn't use, uh, utilize DJ's legs. Uh, right. Will Shipley, that freshman, I told everybody to watch out for was one of the only running backs that had any positive plays. Uh, where the hell was he in the second half? Justin Ross was not on the same page with DJ, which was really shocking. Um, they they couldn't run any screen passes. I think again that goes back to your point with Travis Etienne being such an X factor in that in that regard. But I was like, you guys are just you're doing the same thing. And what is the definition of insanity? Why do we think this is going to work in the second half? Anyways, I digress because I, you're correct with JT Daniels and that Georgia offense. It has not changed. It is the same look. That tight end for them was was really good. Could uh, help open up the field. But yeah. they also didn't do a lot against Clemson's defense. And that's the other thing I don't think people should overlook is that Clemson defense is just as good. Right. I don't want to say better, but they are equally as good as Georgia's defense. I mean, they were all over the place, too. They shut them down. But I, so that's where I, I'm maybe with you. I don't really know what to make of this game. I'm not ready. I know Georgia's moved up to number two in the polls. but And as we kind of take a look at the national picture, seeing Clemson fall down to number six, I think yeah. that was reflected with the voters as well as like, yeah, we'll move up, Georgia. I'm not really going to move Clemson down that much because I don't. we didn't really get a good look of either team.
1: Well, but also because who is going to pass? Like, Georgia still got the win. Yes, their mm-hmm. offense did not look great, but who are you going to have jump them? Ohio State didn't look great. No, no. Oklahoma didn't look great. Texas A&M didn't look great. They all got the job done, but none of them played the caliber opponent that Georgia played. And even though Georgia's offense looked as lackluster as it always does, they're deservedly the team that should be sitting at number two right now.
0: Oh, absolutely, I agree. And and when it comes down to it for the playoff uh, picture, I I think that Clemson is only going to make Georgia look better because I don't expect Clemson to fold. I agree, with uh, especially what we've seen out of the ACC. They're going to get those problems fixed. Um, but hey, Tony, we got to make some halftime adjustments, man. That I mean, that was pathetic. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Clemson fans were frustrated with that as well It's like, what? Why are we doing this? Um, but taking a look at the rest, like you mentioned it in the top 10, it, it was an odd week for the top 10. There really wasn't except maybe like two or three teams that kind of took care of business. And I obviously think that starts off with Alabama. Uh, Bryce Young coming in, throwing four touchdown passes, better than Tua, better than
1: the, I mean, that game was Jaylen. nasty. Well, it you was, and no, I both knew it. So did our followers. No, that was the first time in Alabama football history that a tied quarterback three for four touchdowns in their debut.
0: I mean, it, w- it wasn't even close. And, and again, we don't know how good Miami's gonna be. I, I think we both agree that Miami was a little overrated coming into this game because and like-
1: Miami's gonna Miami. The past couple years we've been sitting here being like, this is the year they're gonna be good. They're on the cusp. And then they just don't. Like Miami, just Miami's. And in these big games, I wanna say that they haven't beaten a top-ranked opponent since I think it was 2003. So I mean I wasn't no, entirely. Similar. No, yeah. that's
0: not true. Since two thousand three,
1: the, the top ranked opponent, yes.
0: Holy cow!
1: And and so it's just like I'm just used to this out of Miami. I was not surprised. I mean, it, Tyler, it was twenty-seven to nothing before Miami even made it across midfield.
0: Yeah, I mean, you and I talked about that twenty-nine and a half point spread being too low, like.
1: <laughs> it was 19 and a
0: half it was 19 and a half excuse me yeah. 29 and a half was for oh and then, and then we'll yeah
1: well and then we joked and we joked about devonta smith being bold and saying like oh no i got bama by 30. well he it's was just, right he got him by 31.
0: the rich get richer i i think the comments that herbie made during the game throughout the game is like this team looks like they're in mid-season form and for uh he's not technically a freshman obviously in bryce young but to get his first full start and be as good as he did and see the trust that Nick Saban put into him. Haley, the play that surprised me the most was that extremely long touchdown where Bryce Young, they're throwing it from their end zone. Yeah. And you're giving the trust to your quarterback already to do that and stand in the pocket and deliver.
1: Well, I think Bamber it even to the says playoffs, a lot.
0: Bam to the national championship. Yeah. Week one overreaction. I mean, they they got to get really? through
1: Texas m first. Um, but. <laughs> I will say I can say that up until what week six. I'm allowed to I'm allowed <laughs> have to time. ride that way. You have time. Um, but I will say with Bama, I think the thing that spoke more about the results of this than anything was Nick Saban actually being very complimentary of his team.
0: He was all smiles. He's wearing the helmet after the game. We're yes. seeing like new Nick. It's kind of crazy, right?
1: He was he complimented dj he you know of course he's always going to have like his little comments to make but overall like he even made a comment basically saying like yeah we're going to be here in december again
0: uh yeah i'm not going to argue with him on that one i i didn't see another team in the country play as well as alabama did week one it's what we've come to expect from them uh and looking at the rest of the top 10 haley before we tell people about playaction.com and then get into our hot or not yeah like you kind of mentioned in the top 10 not to disparage these teams, but you already mentioned it. Ohio State got business done, but they didn't look great. AM got no. business done. They didn't look great. Notre Dame squeaked out one against Florida State. Iowa State barely Ooh, beat Northern what? Iowa.
1: What? Okay, just going to pause there for a second. Barely beating Northern Iowa, they had, and that was like them giving up two interceptions. They were horrible on third down. They went 5 of 14 on third down. Like, Iowa State, for a team that has Brees Hall and Brock Purdy, I would be expecting a lot more out of you.
0: Um, we're going to get into that because, yeah, I I think everybody did. And that was reflected in the rankings, too, of them dropping down a spot. And Iowa, who just curb stomped Indiana, the darling of ours, uh, they really shocked the nation with that. They're back right. in the top ten. We didn't
1: talk about it. Indiana, I hope people saw this. Did you see the viral photo that was going around that they had one of their players was wearing a jersey that it spelled – indanina that <laughs> no. the jer- that indiana was spelt wrong on the front of the jersey and it was like this viral photo going around because he was like the first one like out the tunnel and it said indanina
0: that's i mean that right there you know you're gonna lose just sometimes when those things happen at the beginning of the game it's over it's over before no, it i know everyone
1: game. everyone was like everyone was like um indiana didn't lose indanina In did indanina <laughs>
0: They certainly did. I mean, uh, just that that was a hell of a performance by Iowa, and that's going to be where game day is this week in a big top ten match between Iowa yep. State and Iowa. The rest of the polls, obviously this poll does not matter at all. It's just for fun. It doesn't matter until the playoff rankings come out. But Penn right. State moving up to 11, Oregon to 12, Florida to 13, USC 14. Texas jumps up to 15. UCLA, which I felt should have been higher, replaces LSU at 16. Coastal yep. Carolina still up there at 17, just creeping all up. And the team that really matters that's in the top 25, Haley, Old Miss at number 20. Watch out.
1: Hey, Coastal Carolina's got a big game coming up this weekend. Better hey. watch out.
0: We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Before we get to Hot or Not, do you want to tell folks about playaction.com? No.
1: PlayAction.com, my people. So our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we all love most, a.k.a. college football. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Yes, we're talking to all of you. Here's how it works. You sign up for the contest using Believe Football Pick'em. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's how you spell Believe in this scenario. Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses. I know that's an incentive. And a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com, sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V. One more time, my people. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Football pick'em, and if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com. Today they've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. That sounds interesting. PlayActionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools.
0: That's right. Good. It job. is. Excellent. Oh right. gosh.
1: Now, now we're going to get into what the people really came here for, and that's Tyler's Beefy Boys. Not uh,
0: yet. Yeah, no, we're going to do who's hot and who's not, and then we're going to get to the Beefy no, Boys. we are
1: saving it for last. We're, well,
0: no, not for it. We'll, we're saving it right before um, our weekend break, breakdown, and then we'll get into it. I might have called right. for the yadda too early. I, it doesn't matter. We needed to it's get it right. in. It's all right. We're supposed to get it in at the 30, so that's why I called for it. But let's get into there that. Go, there we go. Uh, who is hot and who is not Haley do you want to start us off and where do you want to start us off with
1: uh let's start with some hots let's start positive here
0: okay go ahead
1: all right, so this is going to be a random one for everyone, but my hot, my first one, is going to Tanner Mordecai. If you feel like you've heard that name before, it's because he's an Oklahoma transfer to SMU. He went 24-30 for 317 yards, and yes, so you're like, okay, pretty standard stat line. Seven touchdowns. Yes, you heard me right. Seven touchdowns in the fifty-six to nine win over Abilene Christian. So shout out to you, Tanner Mordecai of SMU.
0: Hey, that's SMU picking up them quarterbacks. They had Shane Bouchelle come from right. Texas. That offense is humming. I love it. Um, speaking of Texas, Haley, I, I gotta say, Texas is hot right now and before you think it's just a longhorn thing and the rest of the big 12 because not only did texas play some fundamentally sound football which people we were just
1: talking about oklahoma and iowa state not playing well
0: well exactly what would you give i'm doing my hot i didn't interrupt your hot
1: okay well your hot's about texas so No, no it's
0: not it's about texas and the rest of the big 12 because texas played good they just beat a top 25 team Longhorn fans are like, wow, this is what real football is like. No, 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 you don't get to call for the upset all year and then complain about a top 25 win. That's not how that works. The whole point, though, Texas got a good victory. Kansas State took care of business against David Shaw's Stanford. TCU looked fantastic. When was the last
1: time Stanford was good?
0: Listen, what I'm trying to say is that the rest of the Big 12 outside of West Virginia who lost had some good victories, including TCU. And they're looking at the top of the conference with Oklahoma and Iowa State saying, you did what now with who now? You almost lost to Tulane? You struggled against Northern Iowa? For a league that almost everybody uh, unanimously picked as just OU and Iowa State as number two, I think the rest of the Big 12 is licking their chops saying, hey, maybe we can get in on the action. Kansas even won a game, Haley. Kansas maybe has a shot at the Big 12.
1: For the first time, I want to say this is their first home victory since October 26th. 2019.
0: So I'm um, hey, I'm just saying the rest of the Big 12 looking at the top saying, "Hey, maybe we got a chance." So I think they're feeling pretty hot right now.
1: Also, you want to know a really sad Kansas stat?
0: Yes, I like, do. Like really I sad. sad. I love a sad Kansas stat.
1: They haven't won more than 3 games in a season since 2009. That is it's sad. Been a- it's been a decade since they've won more than three games.
0: However, I like a sad one because when you fire Mark Mangino, who took you to an 11-1 and record in an Orange Bowl, it's your fault for firing him. So, yeah. sorry, not sorry. Um, That's I gotta, out of the day. I got another hot for you, Haley. Okay. Um, you'll like this one. Uh, Cincinnati, feeling very hot. They blew out Miami of Ohio. Our boy Desmond Ritter was 20-25 of for four touchdowns. And this is what we talked about, Haley. If you're a Cincy, you have to blow out everybody and win every game, and you just got to hang around. So, Cincy getting a big victory. They looked like a top 10 team. They took care of business. They just need to hang around in the top 10 and hope for chaos.
1: Yeah, they just, need to, they just need to keep flashing every weekend. Yep. They took care of business. Um, another team that took care of business, you're gonna appreciate this one, um, because you like to complain about them. Okay. Auburn. Auburn won 60 to 10 over Akron. Yes, whatever. Easy opponent cupcake game, but my specific hot is not Auburn necessarily as a whole, although Bo Nix did look pretty solid. It was Tank Bigsby, who is arguably a top five running back right now in the entire country. He had 13 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns.
0: I like Tank. I've never not liked Tank. I think he's awesome. I think his name is awesome. Arguably one of the best backs in the country, right? Yep, right. You you can sell me all you want on Bo Nix. I don't care if they beat (laughs) Akron 60-0. to It don't matter to me. That ain't a real team.
1: Hey, I didn't say Auburn was feeling hot. I said Tank's Bigsby was. You
0: did say you did say Tank. Uh, I gotta, I gotta not for you, Haley. Um, the- oh,
1: before you get, before you bring in your negativity, should I say my last hot?
0: You can say your last hot. I'm saving my last hot for last.
1: Okay. Well, my, ooh, this might. We didn't even talk about this. This might affect your hot. Do we have the same hot? Let's, we might, we might have the same hot again.
0: I think we might have the same hot. So we'll save that for the end. Okay.
1: Okay, I think we might also.
0: Let's save that for the end. I think, yeah, mind meld right here. I'm going to go to the All knot. Right. Uh, we did
1: this last week, too. That's so weird.
0: Well, you know, maybe we like the same things one, we do. This one, brain, one, one,
1: one brain, one brain forming. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, give me your knot.
0: All right, so my first knot is the Pac-12. Um, the entire Pac-12 North, except for Oregon, who struggled with Fresno State, lost. Washington lost to FCS Montana. I didn't even know
1: Montana had a football team. I didn't
0: either. This was the worst start. The Pac-12, who's already the laughingstock of college football, could get off to, especially with the the announcement of the alliance. Like, what is this, an alliance for ants? This was pathetic. I cannot believe that they all lost to that. We're losing to Utah State. We're losing to Nevada and Montana. I mean, it was an utterly pathetic start for the conference.
1: Don't talk down on Nevada. Carson Strong is arguably the best quarterback in the country right now. After this past week, arguably the best quarterback it's well maybe not in the country but for sure out of this year's draft class he surpassed sam howell this past weekend and i think took that number one spot anyways regardless he
0: took the number one spot in nevada he's the best quarterback in uh, nevada
1: no he's the best he's one of the top quarterbacks out of this year's draft class easily go watch some film go watch some nevada football if that's some interest of you carson strong you're going to want to know the name uh but i do agree with you for two of my knots i put washington and oregon i just Mm. think that this Oregon game, it was way too close for comfort against Fresno State. Um, no shame on Fresno State, but Oregon, I need to see more of you. Their their DBs looked sorry. I mean, just as a whole, I know that they have a lot they have a lot of newness on their team as well. Kayvon Thibodeau going down yeah. um, was also not great. We, mm-hmm. you know, that's a guy that you really want to see be able to come back at some point this season. Um, he's just a stellar talent. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you can use the excuse that Oregon was just looking over this Fresno State game and really setting their sights on Ohio State this weekend.
0: They must have been, yeah, looking ahead because that was a. That was a terrible performance, um, you know, right. and honestly, UCLA was the only one that came away with anything convincing. Um, I do want to mention a, a small knot, and then I'm going to get to my real knot. My small knot is uh, Nebraska and Illinois. I would like to bring attention to folks that Nebraska has a transitive loss to uh, to UTSA because Illinois lost to the Roadrunners of San Antonio this weekend. Wait, I think
1: it was UTEP.
0: No, UTSA, the Roadrunners. Oh, okay. And so I want to point that out. That if anybody thought that Illinois was good, they're garbage. That makes their loss or Nebraska's loss of them even worse. I just want to pile it on Nebraska about how bad your football program is. It's terrible. My real but knot, they, beat they did beat Fordham. You know, you're right. I'm so I, I apologize for that. My big knot, though. This is going to shock you, though, Haley. But I want this to be a reminder to the folks, and it's a good message for the rest of college football. Georgia is my knot. Big victory over Clemson. Check. Number two team in the country, check. Lots of momentum before we get into SEC play in two weeks. The Only problem is, is that if you don't take care of COVID, it's going to take care of you. And Kirby Smart announced that he has three to four players that have COVID right now, plus parts of his staff. And we know how this new variant is running through groups of people that get it. So Georgia's only 90% vaccinated, which is great. But for those that are not, that can end the season. Haley, what are the rules for SEC this year? Are we rescheduling games if you have a COVID outbreak? No. That means a loss. So for Georgia with their awesome victory over Clemson, this is this can happen to anybody if they get a big win. If you don't take care of business off the field as well with staying safe and staying quarantined, your season can be derailed. So that's my not right now is like, we're not over this yet.
1: Well, on a lighter note. Well, you know, i I'm sorry. <laughs> Just to bring down the mood, Tyler. Oh my um, I My last knot is Sam Howell. That guy cannot be feeling good. If you tuned in for Tyler's watch party where I joined at halftime and we talked uh, pretty good at length of that Friday night game between UNC and Virginia Tech, um, yeah, Sam Howell cannot be feeling good about his situation, about this season, where this team is going to go. He is He's the Will Smith meme. He is on an island. He is by himself. I mean, he did, I will say, he had one receiver um, that showed up for him. But, I mean, aside from that, that's, of about it?
0: It's tough to go from Heisman, like, you know, finalist, like, write it in, in the books, week one, to being like, I don't even know if he's going to be there. I don't even know if he'll be the best quarterback coming out of the ACC this year, especially not from a stats point.
1: Right. Well, I mean, in the down, the big kicker is like you and I were like, oh, he's on an island. He had no one to throw to his wide receivers weren't getting separation, which is all true. Aside from Josh Downs, he ended up capping 100 yards and had a touchdown. But that's not excusing Sam Howell's three interceptions.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, some of those could have been receivers faults, But like at at this point, no, he can't be. Uh, Let me tell you who's not throwing picks. And here's our, our hot. Or do we have the same hot? Do we we're gonna try it I'm on not three? not a again. person. It's a team. Yeah. But I'm gonna focus on a person. But yes, it's the same. On three. After okay. three, we say the team. One, okay. two, three. Old Old miss. miss. Yep. Old miss. Super hot. You tell the folks why they're hot for you.
1: I mean, this team, if you didn't watch the game Monday, like maybe you were just like footballed out. I don't know how you could be, but hey, you know what happens sometimes. I mean, Matt Corral looked incredible. Their entire offense as a whole looked outstanding. And not even just that, you have to also pay attention to the fact that last year, people, the olmus defense was 119th at like out of 126 in defense. That's how bad they were. That's why teams were putting up so many points against them. And most of their scores last season looked more like basketball scores than football scores because this defense could not stop anybody on their best day. And so last night's defense looked very, very strong. I was very impressed by them. Um, Wanted to give a shout out to those guys. And like I said, Matt Corral, I mean, he looked great. 22 of 32. Or 382 yards, a touchdown. But not only that, he also got things done with his legs. He had a touchdown, he had a rushing touchdown. And uh, this kid, Dentario Drummond, nine receptions, 177 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I will say, though, to pump the brakes a little on Ole Miss, um, because guys, come on. Be a little disciplined. I know you're Lane Kiffin's team, but fourteen penalties for 125 yards. Come on now.
0: No, listen, listen, listen to me, Haley. Listen to me. I love this team so much. Now I was so high on them before, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you folks what this is right here: the Old Miss meter. We, as you can see, we're filling up like it's fundraiser thing right now, Haley. I am at 65 percent. That not only is Old Miss that good of a team, but they are going to win the SEC West. I am 65% sure of it. That is why I've made this meter because I feel so strongly about it because they're the, they are going to be the best offense in the country. Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the country. I saw something in this team. Let me tell you now I'm at 65%. That's a little, just that's over 60. So I'm, I'm close to 50, 50, but Thank it, you, right, that's
1: how numbers work.
0: But I am 65% sure that old miss will win the SEC West they are absolutely going to upset some teams they are dangerous i'm telling you don't give me that i'm telling you man
1: talk about week one react over hell people. yeah that's what that's what everyone loves to see that's what tyler just did for you right there look i could
0: have been at 80 percent i'm only at 65 I, i'm
1: honestly surprised you didn't go up four more Percentages there.
0: Well, we have a couple weeks, okay. So we'll just we'll just keep that train going. I love this team. I love everything about them. It's so much fun to watch. Anyways, they're still.
1: It. I'm sorry, but they're still Ole Miss there's still Ole mess football
0: just wait till Lane Kiffin gets back on the football field because he wasn't because he didn't have he because he had COVID you just wait till it comes back it on. was
1: pretty funny that he was like he was like can I just have COVID every week can I just <laughs> <Late> <laughs> he was like I, he was like should I just stay at home I mean they did pretty good
0: he is the freaking best um also Haley I I want to get to this before we get to our weekend breakdown are you ready for um some of Tyler's beefy boys <laughs>
1: Yes, bring me all the beefy boys because I have a feeling it has to do with our men in the trenches, which we all know if you've listened to Tyler and I long enough, I'm a big fan of the trenches and giving some love to those offensive and defensive linemen.
0: It might be, or it could just be about boys who are super beefy, so this is Tyler's Oh, look
1: at that. Look (laughs) at that. Wow. You're my
0: beefy boys of the week, and I'm going to kind of do this like Chris Berman because, Haley, I brought some highlights. And my first beefy boy of the week, it is going to be the entire defense of Georgia. uh, Jordan uh, Davis, Dean, Nolan Smith, Christopher uh, Christopher Smith right here with the interception. This entire defense is beefy. I don't know if we're going to see another defensive performance like that the rest of the year. My second beefy boy, Greg Dulcich. Look at him with this move right here. Whoop. This guy was three yard or three catches for 117 yards and a touchdown that you're going to see right here. Massive x fa- x nasty. factor uh, for UCLA in their win over LSU. And then my last beefy boy. Of course, it's going to be from Ole Miss. I love this guy. The fans love him too. Big Snoop Connor, eight carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns. This guy lays the wood, and I let this highlight run Ooh. a little bit longer because this beefy boy lays the wood. Watch him. Lower the boom right now, and this this poor Louisville defender uh, is just gonna get a whole snack right in his face. Watch this! Bow! Oh yeah, let's get it one more time from the other angle. Boom! That right there, ladies and gentlemen, that is what a beefy boy is all about. So those are my beefy boys for week one. <laughs> the fans love them; they always go snoop. So there we go. I know if I didn't include your beefy boy, we'll get to beefy boys next week.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, your beefy boys weren't the beefiest, but I'll take it.
0: It's not about being the biggest, Haley. It's about being the beefiest. (laughs) And there's some thick boys. Greg Dulcich, that's a thick boy. Jordan Davis, that dude is almost 400 pounds, and he moves faster than anybody on the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very impressive. I will give them that.
0: And Snoop is small, but he's a pack 220 pounds. That's a beefy boy right there. All right. (laughs) 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 And before we get on to our weekend breakdown, I do want to mention one thing uh, real quick. Like, Haley, you and I have been doing a show now for almost – this will be our second season. I know a little bit about you, right? Like, I know a little bit about your life. Like, we work together, so, like, we know. Like, you have a dog. We've never
1: met in person, though. Fun fact for anyone listening. Never met in person.
0: We have never met in person, but I know you have dogs. You know that I have a dog. So, I'm listening to the old Miss Louisville game, and it's Herbie on the call with Reese Davis – And there was a dog in the stands that was kind of a cute dog that they're talking about. And then they started talking to each other like, do you have dogs? And then they told each other about their dogs. And I'm like, how long has Herb Street and Reese Davis been working together? Like, do they know, like, do they hate each other? Do they know nothing about their lives? That is
1: actually very strange. It was super weird. Haley,
0: they talked about it for 10 minutes and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Have you guys never had a casual conversation? Like, ever?
1: Football is life.
0: Weirdos, bunch of weirdos. Oh, Reese Davis is a poodle guy. Herb Street, golden retrievers. If anybody cares to know.
1: Oh, it. Herb Street looks like a golden retriever That's guy. That's
0: exactly what I thought too. I was like, of course you freaking are. Yes. Of course yes, you are. Yes, that doesn't
1: surprise me <laughs> no. in the least bit.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. And Reese Davis is a poodle guy. Yeah, I can see that too.
1: Yeah. Hey, anyone in the chat, try and guess what kind of dogs Tyler and I have. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. We or got if you're it. listening to this later on leave a comment guess what kind of dogs we have
0: i like that um all right Haley. before we get out of here we got to break down weekend number two not that much action going on but i mean there are some big games with big implications let's start off friday night with that first one you talked about this you teased it at the top kansas coming off a victory baby taking on big
1: win big win (laughs) big
0: win taking on number 17 coastal carolina who is only a 25 and a half point favorite Haley, what's happening in this one?
1: Uh, I mean, Coastal Carolina is going to win, but it's still just a fun one to maybe pay attention to, tune into if you don't have much else happening on a Friday night. Uh, Just the fact that Kansas is coming off of a win into this one, it even makes it a little worth watching. But I mean, that line of being 25 and a half is also just kind of insulting.
0: It is, but it's true, and Vegas knows what's up. Poor Kansas, but yeah, I'm going to be watching that game. Well, you know, let's 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 mess around and find out. We'll see, but yeah, Coastal Carolina is going to roll away in that one. This one right here, Haley. If the Pac-12 is going to save face at the beginning of the season, this is their moment right here. 11 a.m. kick. We have number 12 Oregon taking on number three Ohio State at home in the shoe. 14 and a half point favorites. The Buckeyes are. What do we think we see in this one?
1: It's it's just not going to be pretty. What I saw out of Oregon's DBs, and then as you love to mention, those the two the two shining stars from Ohio State. It's it's not it's just not going to be pretty. Honestly, I didn't see anything out of Oregon that makes me even think they're going to win this one.
0: And I mean, you touched on it with Oregon how bad their DBs looked. Well, good luck covering Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson at home yep. uh, with CJ Stroud with you know getting that big win against minnesota where he looks shaky we talked about it too ohio state right. did not look good the scary part is ohio state didn't look good and still put up 45 points um right. at home. and
1: and not and i mean and not to mention like this 14 and a half point spread actually is pretty accurate in my opinion
0: i think so too uh i think ohio state is gonna beat Oregon. I think ohio
1: state covers that yes
0: i do too now this one right here a little interesting right uh uh, a tale of two teams in the same state that had very different weekends in week one. 3.30 p.m. We have game day. Number what 10, a weird Iowa. Time. Huh?
1: What a weird time. There
0: have been some weird times already. First of all, I hate a 11 a.m. kicks. They, they should be illegal. Uh, but 2.30 p.m. Central time, Iowa. Iowa State, number 10, taking on number nine. Iowa State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is El Asako. This is that crazy game where anything can happen. That people in Iowa seem to really care about. Uh, what do we like with this one, Haley? How do you think this one uh, pans out?
1: I think Iowa takes it.
0: You think Iowa takes this one?
1: I think it'll. I think it'll be close, which makes me feel comfortable about the three and a half. But I, I think Iowa covers that. I don't think that Iowa State comes out of this one. I mean, they just did. They looked like a shell of themselves from last year, and what. Iowa did to India, Indiana, Indiana, as we discussed, um, was, I mean, it really opened my eyes, because even Tyler, you know, we got to admit when we're wrong in this world and when we make mistakes, yeah. and you and I made a mistake last week when we talked about not knowing a single player's name on the Iowa roster, not watching any Iowa football. Uh, well, they, they came out to let us know we need to start pay, paying attention them a little bit I so
0: mean, do we i mean yeah we probably do it kind of reminds me of that tyler the creator meme where he's like so yeah that was a fucking lie uh yeah we we got caught with, we with iowa that happens i'm not feeling too bad about it uh i i like iowa in this one too but it's hard to pick and that's a frustrating thing with iowa state is like you have no excuse at this point brock purdy with charlie Kohler arguably one of the best tight ends in the country, with Brees Hall, one of the best running backs in the country. How are you guys still struggling to score points? I I really don't understand that, Haley.
1: Right. I mean, is it kind of like... It kind of feels like, at this point, Iowa State really only knows how to show up when they play OU in Texas.
0: I, I guess so. Well, they better show up for this one. I, I actually am going to go the other way. I don't want to pick them, but I am going to pick Iowa State to do this, despite the fact that I haven't put it up on the board. I do have them on upset alert, despite the fact that I think they're going to win. That's the, that's the only team I think is on upset alert, realistically. Really crossing
1: your cheese and dotting your eyes there. Yes. Um, I will say, though, if Iowa State shows up in those black unis, those they're getting are, the win.
0: Those are pretty sick, aren't they? They're
1: getting the win if they're in the black unis. Yeah. If not, Iowa, Iowa's getting the win.
0: Those are pretty sick. I don't. Okay, so you heard it here first, Haley. Haley with the shot. Uh, 6 p.m. I, I'm throwing this one in here because I know that you think it might happen. Um, number 15 Texas, who is a six and a half point favorite against Arkansas in Fayetteville. Uh, did you happen to see anything from Texas and Arkansas that leads you to believe anything other than a Texas victory this weekend?
1: Uh, I, no comment.
0: Yeah. Cause you, cause you know what the truth is. Uh, Arkansas. Well, no,
1: it's actually because I didn't watch Arkansas. So I'm not going to sit here and say that there's not a world that Arkansas covers this spread or gets the W, but... I did see Texas. They have this kid named B. John Robinson who's kind of good at football. So maybe maybe they got a little juice to him. But, you know, there ain't nothing like SEC football, so.
0: Yeah, it just means more. I, I think that was the best compliment Haley has ever given a Longhorn is by saying that B. John Robinson is pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take that. Um, I was more worried about Arkansas, Haley, and, I, and I'm not speaking about this from a fan point, but they struggled with Rice. They were losing to Rice the entire game. And I cannot, they ended
1: up getting the job done.
0: They, they got the job done, but I was like, hmm. I, I was a little surprised by that, and the fact that Sam Pittman thinks that B. John Robinson also plays defense. I don't know if you got to hear his press conference, but he's like, fives everywhere. He returns kicks. Uh, he returns punts. He's thinking of Deshaun Jameson, who does not. <laughs> is not. So whoever's doing the scouting reports for Arkansas, you're fired. Um I I think Texas can win this game. It was a very boring victory over Louisiana. I think Longhorn fans like myself enjoyed it. It was like, good, fundamental football. Do that again. Um, I put this one on here as well before we get to the Holy War. Jacksonville State, Deion Sanders' team taking on his alma mater in Florida State. Do we – maybe? Maybe? Nah, nah, Florida State. Hey, Florida State, start McKenzie Milton. You might have something with that kid. He only threw for 9,000 yards.
1: Well, and especially when, I mean, this, like, the downside, like, it's great what Deion Sanders is doing for Jacksonville State and bringing attention to the HBCUs, but at the same time, he's bringing so much attention that I feel like his team's performance is having a hard time matching that. And ultimately, it kind of feels like it's doing more harm than good.
0: I don't know. Mike Norvell uh, did not convince me he knows how to coach football at the big boy level last week. Um, He went for it on his own 30 on a fourth and five. Anyways, last game uh, for anybody. I'm gonna be watching this. Gotta game. risk
1: it to get the biscuit. Yeah, sometimes. bullshit.
0: Not on your thirty. <laughs> not mm-hmm. on your thirty, Haley. Good God. Um, 9 p.m. or 9:15. This is so Pac-12 after dark. It's beautiful. Number 21 Utah, a touchdown favorite against BYU. It is the holy war. If anybody's never seen this game, it's like watching brothers fight uh, because nobody really knows about Mormonism. Which I'm not. I'm not trying to offend those people. But that's the Holy War. It's a big deal in Utah. It's the thing they get up for every morning. Uh, I knew
1: that you were going to be weirdly excited about this game.
0: I always watch the Holy War. I love the Holy War. It's weird. They're very angry at each other for whatever reason. You I just have no really idea. like
1: BYU. You have like this fixation on BYU.
0: I fucking love BYU.
1: But I will say uh, <laughs> there's two games that I uh, just, you know, wrote down. If the people want to, you know, switch the channel, pay attention to them. Two games that might be worthy. Really three, actually, Tyler. Okay. So I'm gonna yeah. add these. I'm gonna add these to your evening slate, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Uh, because it's just SEC football, you know. Uh, Missouri and Kentucky. They both got a win last week. Tyler and I also talked um during halftime of the Wisconsin Penn State game that Missouri and Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky looked really strong um, in in their opener. So that could potentially be a fun game to, you know, maybe dabble into. Peep the score. Watch it for a little bit while you're waiting on another one to come on. Um, And then I have Washington versus Michigan as one. Okay, hear me out. Michigan might finally have a quarterback. Uh, They put up 49 points this week, which I feel like that was the most – like that's the most points we've seen out of them in a while or 47. They won 47-14. Um, and I mean, yes, they were playing Western Michigan, but they might actually have a quarterback, which is something that they have severely lacked mm-hmm. in the past couple years. So it's definitely worth watching that one, especially since Washington just lost to Montana. So they're going to be looking to rebound. Um, that one's on at 7 p.m. Pay attention to it. Might be interesting, might tell you a little bit more about this Michigan team and if they're going to be a contender or pretender in the Big Ten this season. And then also, if you're not into the Holy War, but you want some late night (laughs) football, uh, Stanford, USC, it's always a good one. Yes, Stanford took the L against Kansas State, as Tyler mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier in the show this past weekend, but... Likely looking to rebound against the USC team that came out hot against San Jose State, put up 30 points, 130 to 7. Uh, but Stanford USC, it's always going to be a pretty good one.
0: The old Todd Mark fighting Heltons, the Clay Todd Mark Heltons, got, getting a job done. You you win a few more ballgames to get your name right. Um, that's a funny game, though. Actually, I'm glad you put in that Washington Michigan one because the pressure's actually on Michigan on that one. If you lose yeah. to Washington, what the hell does that say about your football team? Right. It, and on the flip side, like with Oregon, if Washington loses, the, the Pac-12 is done then, right? It's done, unless like UCLA goes undefeated. Yeah. It's done. Um, well, those are good games. Thanks for bringing those to our attention, Haley. You're always so good with that. Um, so there you go. There's your picks. It's kind of a eh, weak, but maybe some chaos will rain. It's
1: it's always like week one like comes out the gates like fire blazing and then week two is here and you're like ah yeah damn we got a week of this before like real play happens it's
0: it's heating up we're gonna get there uh but all right that's gonna do it for tonight's show this was a ton of fun Haley uh I hope you like my beefy boys and you're not too mad at me for throwing that in there um you can give me some of your beefy boys and we'll do that next week Oh,
1: we're good. You can have the BB boys. I will tell everyone on social this week. I will give you, be giving you my learns that I got from week 1 for okay. uh, breaking it down for the conferences. So, I couldn't just pick 5 that I learned for the entire college football. So, I'm narrowing it down a little bit by conference. Things we learned.
0: 65%. We're going to school. 65%.
1: We're going back to school. Hey, hey, hey Tyler, as, as you know, as we're letting letting people go and having their evenings back, we didn't even talk A&M Colorado.
0: Oh my God! How could we have forgotten about A and M in Colorado? My God, what a tough game for the Aggies! What other? are gonna win that one. Hey, lineup?
1: Colorado won last week.
0: <laughs> Get out of here with that kid! The Aggies don't play anybody for like a month.
1: I will say the one interesting thing that I did read up on about Colorado was they had four different players score a rushing touchdown. Which you're like, okay, whatever. It's probably quarterback, two running backs, and you know a receiver on something. But no, like these were four players that were not your quarterback and were not a receiver. Just four different,
0: just four different runners. Okay. Four different runners. Well, you better watch out then, Haley. Maybe they hey. could take down your AGs. I don't know. Maybe you tell your freshman quarterback to quit throwing so many interceptions. Anyways, we don't have enough time to get into we're that. Get
1: him out of the way now.
0: Um. It's still on track. Hey, you didn't lose the first game of the season. That's all that matters. That If your team won this past weekend, you're on the right track. Uh, yep. All right. That's going to be it for episode number two. We will be back uh, next week. I think, Haley, we're going to do another watch party this weekend. I don't want to do Big Ten again, but I think that might be the best game of the day is Oregon-Ohio State. So we might be up early again for that one. Uh, at least we can watch a game in the shoe. So that will be entertaining. Uh um, mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know later on this week. But thank you again. Uh, the recording of the show will go out tomorrow. Uh, Haley, it's so good to see you as always. Uh, Likewise. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to continue this on. And Thanks
1: uh, and gig'em.
0: Thanks and gig'em. Yes, there you go. You'll get a gig'em from me. And Shark Wheel for Lane. Lane, we hope you're you're feeling better, buddy. You got to go win an ad, a, a natty because I got your back.
1: Is that what they are now? The almost Land Sharks? You know
0: what? You know what? We're on 75% now. Oh, I am we're done. Se- we okay, are 75%. The stream is over
1: now. The stream is over now. Tyler's just going crazy. Goodbye. I'm going to go watch
0: that game again, man.
1: Woo. Goodbye, everyone. All right,
0: we're out of here. See ya.